0: Hello, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Simply Finance. This is episode 62 and the second iteration of my athlete series. I was pumped today to get a gentleman named Adam Shank on the podcast. He actually is a longtime buddy of mine. Uh, We met freshman year of college at Purdue. He was on the golf team at Purdue. And then since then, uh, you know, since we've left college, he is now on the PGA tour. So haven't caught up with him in this much detail, actually, since we grew up both graduated from Purdue. So it was great to just sit down, catch up with Adam. Um, he's had a wild journey. Uh, I don't think before this episode, I really understood how most of these guys go from, you know, collegiate amateur golfers all the way to the PGA tour and, and make it a career. And I think, um, you know, he's not necessarily in the clear yet for being, you know, a yearly PGA tour member, but he's got his tour card for another year and he's grinding and he's trying to stay on tour and win as many, you know, he hasn't won a tournament yet on the PGA tour, but that's definitely in his sight. And he's had some close calls, uh, even this last year. So hope you guys enjoy this episode. Adam's a great guy, uh, a good buddy of mine, like I mentioned. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. So again, thanks for listening. And Adam Shank is up next. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Simply Finance with Shane White. Today, I'm honored to have Adam Shank on the podcast, PGA Tour golfer and a good time, good long-term friend of mine. Uh, we, we met back at Purdue when we were both in college. So, uh, Adam, thanks for joining the show, my friend. Thanks
1: for having me on, Shane.
0: Happy to be here. Do you uh, mind giving everyone a little background, a little lowdown of uh, who you are?
1: absolutely from southern indiana went to south knox uh, high school real small town um, rural community i had like 80 kids in my high school senior class maybe we had like close to 90 but by the other time we finished we think we had 75 or 80 so not a lot went to purdue um was in Cranert, met you you helped me uh tutor me through all of it if i remember oh, right i, I don't think that's
0: it. true you,
1: you helped <laughs> me through a lot of it i remember um but i did did play golf at purdue and then um took four and a half years to graduate, so I graduated in December of 14, and then I went down um, and turned professional at golf, and I played in Latin America for that year. I went down to Buenos Aires, Argentina, and did like a Q school for the Latin America Tour and qualified for that, and from there, I graduated to the what's now called the Cornberry Tour, which is the step below the PGA Tour, and played there for two years, and then I've been on the PGA Tour. I don't remember the exact year um but this is my third year on the PJ tour so we are in the playoffs now and um if i don't play good this week then very good this week then my season will end um and i will conclude my 2019-20 season and then the the next wraparound season the 2021 season will start um, in like three or four weeks in napa california
0: oh wow so it's already like because i got the Season got pinched because of COVID. It's already going to start right back up again.
1: It didn't get pinched as much. They just, they eliminated probably, gosh, I don't know, 10 or 11 tournaments. And they made up some of them and then canceled others. Um, so, but with the wraparound season, they like having a start in the fall. They they want our playoffs to end. That way they're not competing with football.
0: Oh, it makes sense. Got it. Cool background, man. I mean, I, it was funny. Like I remember, uh, I'll never forget. We don't have to go deep into this, but, uh, do you remember the class we took together? Um oh, it was like some computer based class. I'll never forget, like we sat at the uh like the student athlete center trying to figure out this damn homework assignment we had and then we had a CS two thirty five. Of- That's it. God, you remember it? Nice. Yeah, CS two thirty five. I remember then like coming to my apartment and we just were so confused. It was like the most confusing, dumb class I ever took.
1: <laughs> we had a guy that helped us, he tutored some of the athletes and his name was his name was bing bong and he's the one that helped us that's and it. somebody came in and pranked him that his car was like stolen or gotten a wreck and he was freaking out the whole time for like 10 minutes and somebody finally told him it was a joke and was, <laughs> i just remember I, I remember us being in the computer lab he was helping us figure it out and he's like now watch this what you're doing that way you don't i don't have to help both of you you can figure it out between the two of you and we're just like i don't oh know god, how you did it. right you're I like i don't know this.
0: How you... <laughs> oh my god i, I remember know. that And it it really, in hindsight, shouldn't have been that complicated, but it ended up being complicated. That's so funny. But yeah, man, so you, I I thought it was cool. You know, it was funny. I feel like at the end of college, as people who've been through that know, it's like kind of a crazy time. I know, like for me, it was like trying to get your shit together. You're like moving out. You're, uh, you know, either going to do something outside of school. I know for me, it was like, I had like, I think I had like two or three weeks and then I started working at Cummins in Southern Indiana. So I had like no time between the two and we hadn't talked in a long time but for you so what was it like did you i never got to ask you this in person but you you went back to finish school in the fall and then did you know at the end of that like you were going to try to go for the tour right away was I, we had never really it's funny i thought about it today we hadn't really like talked about what your plan was if we were going for it if you're going to try to find a job what you were going to do
1: so i worked pretty hard that semester my class schedule was unbelievable i had class on tuesday and thursday and I only had one class that I had to go to in the afternoon and oh, nice. several weeks in a row. I probably didn't even make it to class. Like I wouldn't go to class for two weeks at a time or something. Cause you, you really didn't have to. And that yeah. was a slippery slope, but like, um, yeah, I, I worked really hard on my golf game that semester and, and I feel like I improved a lot. And, you know, then later on the semester, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give this a shot. I'll play for, you know, however long I can, um, You know, make it for on the amount of money that I had saved up and the amount that my parents were going to help me out with starting off, a little bit of a sponsorship from some people in Evansville, Indiana. And let's just see how it goes. And I talked to a buddy, um, and I was like, "Hey, you're going to try this Latin America Q School? It's in Buenos Aires, Argentina. I've never been out of the country before." He's like, "Yeah, I'm going to do it." I'm like, "Okay, I'll do it." And I remember signing up like at midnight one night after we'd probably been out drinking a little bit and (laughs) signed up and um, graduated in December. And then went down and stayed with some family friends in Port Charlotte. And then went to Buenos Aires in like early February and qualified. And then the tour started like a month later. We That's went to, crazy. I think, 17 or 18 different countries. And oh, wow. Like, played like 19 tournaments down there.
0: Oh, wow. No. Okay. Like Interesting. Lots How of
1: Ecuador, you know, Argentina, Colombia, obviously Mexico. We were in um, Nicaragua. Oh my gosh, so many.
0: Oh, that's wild. I'm sure that was a wild just time of your life, just traveling around Latin America playing golf. Yes, it was,
1: def- it was definitely Uruguay. Lots of experiences, lots of anything you were looking for, you could find it. I'm
0: sure. I've been to Brazil. I haven't been around Brazil. We were in Brazil. have to have a visa. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that was yeah. a pain in the ass. Yeah, it was. I do remember that when I went down there. Yeah, I had to go to Chicago to get a visa. That was a pain. So yeah. you, uh, how did you like? How, how do you even go through that process? Was that something that like they came and found you when you were playing at Purdue, or is it something you had to like reach out? You're like, hey, I'm graduating from Purdue, I want to try to sign up for the Latin America. Like, how does that work?
1: Yeah, you just, I mean, you have to be a. I think you have to be a professional. You can probably do it as an amateur, um, but you just, I guess, have to have. I don't know if you have to have a certain handicap or not. I mean, you literally just sign up, pay your twelve hundred bucks, and you just have to, you know, arrange your own travel. And you go there and I remember we stayed at the Hurlingham club and it was, it was a pretty dangerous area. There was actually, I think the tournament started on like a Thursday and ended on a Sunday. There was someone that was like a shooting outside our, outside the Hurlingham gates. We were safe where we were, but like, like a half, less than a half mile away, like quarter mile away, there was like a shooting and someone died like the second night we were there and we're like, Holy shit. We're never, you know, we were outside the gates at dinner, you know, they're like, don't be out past dark. But we, we went outside the gates, you know, about, I guess the first two or three days, and then we heard about that, and then after that, we we didn't leave the the place. But it was it was definitely very eye opening, and and I'd be away for three or four weeks sometimes at tournaments, and I've just never so happy to come back. Uh, oh, I bet into the U.S. I mean, just the simple things we take for granted. I'd just be driving on a road, or I'd go back to Purdue because my sister lived in Indianapolis at the time, and she was going to dentistry school at, at IU. Oh, okay. and I would just she'd be so happy to be back and. Not that it's that bad over there, or anything, and there's some, you know, some rough spots, but just things we take for granted over here, and, and just really happy to be
0: back, honestly. Oh yeah, I bet. I mean, because how long But are I have you down so there? many
1: experiences too.
0: Yeah, right. So
1: we we started in in middle of February or end of February, and then we played until um, maybe the first of June, and we okay. took uh, June, July, and most of August off, and then the tour started back up after that, and then they played right up until probably the end of November. So it was oh, kind of a, a was like two basically part like, season. exactly like, like school almost, you know, you got like a summer break. Oh, um, yeah. So it was really similar to that actually.
0: Got it. Okay. And so, yeah, for you, I mean, I remember, I'm, I don't know how your position was, but like for me, I was pretty broke when I left Purdue. I remember that. Did you, uh, yeah. So you were like trying to like scrounge up money and just like get down there. And this was kind of just like a, you know, you just kind of jump for it. It sounds like kind of just dove in.
1: Pretty much. I played some mini tour stuff in Florida and and was lucky enough to play well early and you know, made I don't know, five or ten thousand bucks. So I had enough money to go down there and and then played okay on the tour. And if if you can play that tour an entire year and just break even, that's that's amazing uh, a free golf experience that you get. And that's basically what I did. I don't know how much money I made, maybe thirty five or forty thousand in earnings that year. And then that's about what I what I spent on on travel. Oh yeah, about fifteen hundred a week between a caddy and then, oh my gosh, you have you know trying to figure out with your caddy, you know because he, they don't speak any English down there, oh, and yeah. my Spanish was getting my Spanish was getting, and my Spanish is okay now. I can about say anything, okay. not correctly, but they'll know what I'm saying. They'll be like, oh, stupid American, you're trying to say this. I'll be like, yes, exactly, yeah, that's, that's what I want. So
0: oh, then, then you go
1: to places like um, Brazil and. Where else was it? Um, Argentina, where it's not—it's it, still Spanish, but they—it's Portuguese. It's different. They—they—it's—it's it's mixed with some Portuguese, and they yeah. put like, like like pollo is chicken, but down there the L's are pocho. So everything that you thought you knew, now you don't know <laughs> because they, you know the easy words, but a lot of sure. the words that you thought you knew now you don't know those, and you just get really confused, and it's—it's and it's just. I felt like I knew enough to get really lost because I would talk with the people and then end up just lost.
0: Oh, that's always a good way to explain it. Did that, was that difficult to like try to focus and work on your golf game? If you didn't like, I just feel like it'd be so interesting going to tournaments and like people don't speak English.
1: It was definitely a challenge. I mean, trying to learn a new course with the caddy and sometimes the caddies did like they weren't actual caddies. They were just, you know, basically pedestrians that were there to earn 50 or, 50 bucks a day, which is, a—I mean, down there, that's sometimes it's like a month's work. So you've got all these people like fighting to be your caddy. So you show up and there's like
0: oh wow, 50
1: people just like, you know, kind of <laughs> yelling at you and demanding to be your caddy. And you're just like, you know, hold on, hold on, hold on. But I mean, it's just, it's kind of dog eat dog down there because they're all fighting for these jobs or they're, they're all working a job where you get paid like, I don't know, maybe 20 bucks a week or 30 yeah. bucks a week or something like that. And oh, if you so, play good, you make like, you know, you pay them like three or four or 500 bucks a week if you play really good. So that's, a, you know, it's a big opportunity for, for
0: you know. them. Yeah. I mean, do they, uh, so yeah, cause like when you go down there on that tour, they're not like, they don't give you a caddy. They don't. So even like when you went to country to country, you had to pay for all the travel for that too. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow.
1: We, we flew on, gosh, so many little airports and, and planes that, and nothing operates on time down there. Nothing. And so many times, I mean, there was more than once. Um, probably a handful of times where you'd you know, check in and they didn't care how much your bags weighed and, and, and everything. They, they didn't check my ID. No way. You just told them your name. And I'm just like, you need to check my ID. And he's like, no, you're fine. And then I'd be you know, wait, wait on my buddy and they wouldn't check the person behind me's ID. and I'm just like,
0: you're like, who's on this plane?
1: What is, what is going on here? And then I mean, I'm like, <laughs> the flight was only 80 bucks, but maybe I should have spent more on flown Emirates or United or something.
0: Something a little more respectable, but hey, man, you're oh you're, you're hustling trying to get around. Yeah, I'm like I'm eighty buddy, bucks. That's I'm like your bag day. on a United flight in the U.S. would be more than that just yeah. to fly your. He's golf like, hey, he
1: book this, you know, book this land or whatever company was called. He's like, because it's only eighty bucks. He's like, he's like, there's four seats up booking now. It was Always, what a always a wild
0: experience! I had no idea. You know, when I saw you were down there playing on that, I think I chatted with you a little bit. Like, I had no idea that was so uh, so so out there. That's wild, man. So then you, I mean, yeah, you play there, you do, fun. you do well, right? Cause you end up getting on the web.com tour, which is like, is at the next level kind of like, I don't know yes. how that necessarily works. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then you like got the on the triple a.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Basically. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, cause you had, did you have to get like into a, did you have to finish at a certain like certain rank or money list on the other one before you qualify or something? Exactly.
1: So like for the web, you have to go through like first stage, second stage and final stage of Q school. So I finished well enough. If you finish well enough, You don't have to go to any of the stages. You just get to go straight to um, the web, the web tour. I did not do that. I finished well enough where I got to skip one stage. So I had to go to second stage of Q school. And then I had to go to final stage of Q school. So these were right around the end of November. And then the 1st of December was the final stage of Q school. And then I made it through by two shots at um, a place called PJ National in West Palm Beach, Florida. We played there in college a couple of times. So that was really helpful.
0: Oh wow! Can you, for people that don't really know a ton about golf, can you explain what Q School is? That term gets thrown around a lot with golfers.
1: Absolutely. So, like, Q School is basically the golf school of how you get on a tour, the Web.com Tour per se. So, you sign up. If you have no status or haven't played professional golf, you have to go to pre qualifying. So, it's like two thousand bucks. So, you make it through pre qualifying. They basically take anybody um, to sign up, and then if you make it through, they take like eighty percent of the people. So then there's like Nine or ten or maybe twelve first stages, so there's you know say there's five thousand people that sign up for q school where they distribute those you know five thousand people to twelve different first stages, and then they take the amount of people that make it maybe twenty five percent thirty percent and then they take those people that make it and then they go to second stage and they do the same thing so now there's you know fifteen hundred eighteen hundred people, and then they divide those up between the second stages, maybe there's six second stages seven 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 second stages. And then they take 30% of those and they take those 30% and they plop everybody down in final stage. And then you play for your life basically. Cause so if you don't make yeah. it, then you have to wait a whole another year to try again. So oh, there's only wow. one, one chance.
0: So how many, so sorry, how many people at how like the, the funnel, like how many start at the top to how many make it? Through? I don't even know.
1: I want to say maybe it's 4,000, 5,000, maybe not, maybe not quite that. many. That might be a little high, but it's a lot. And then, so let's say there's 160 people at final stage, maybe 140, 150, somewhere in there. They take the top 45, I believe it is. Ooh. Top 45 get full status. Wow. So that's it's pretty crazy. brutal. It's
0: yeah, pretty that's brutal. super brutal. And I mean, congratulations. That's quite the thank accomplishment, you. I was, I was
1: really, I was really fortunate. I, I had a couple breaks coming in that could have went either way. and fortunately they went my way and made it through.
0: That's so cool. That's badass. Because, so, okay, so this is, and this is, is this when you are, like, uh, this is happening while you're on the web tour?
1: So this, this was a qualify for the web. This was a okay, qualify got for it. the web. So this was yeah. after my first full year of Latin. Um, so I went down to Latin, like I said, played from February to um, November with that break in the middle in the summer. And then Q schools right after that, because it's set up that way, that way the tour ends and then Q school begins. So if you like make it that way, you can still do all the, all the stages. So I made it through first stage exempt because of my results on the Latin tour. So then I went to second stage at the end of November. So like, if you did, if you did really poorly and didn't have any, and weren't going to get through exempt through any of the stages based on your Latin tour. Um, you would have to take a tournament off some point during the end of the Latin schedule and go to first stage at the beginning of November because most uh, of those were at the beginning of November, and that the tour ended at the towards the end of November, and I played all the way through, and then I had to go to second stage that last week of November, I believe it was once the tour ended, and then final stage was you know two weeks later, I think it was.
0: Okay, got and then, it. Oh, wow, the, and then
1: wild, that tour dude. started. That tour started up in Panama. I believe the second
0: week of January. Wow. Okay. And then, so you made it through that, get on the web.com tour. So now you're like close at this point. Mm-hmm. Are you, this is where I was curious for this podcast too. At that point you're on the, you're like on this triple a level. Um, are you at this point? Like, can you like smell getting to the PGA tour? Like, are you kind of like, I can do this. I'm close. Or at that point, was it still feel like it was really far away?
1: It definitely felt like it was further away than not. I mean, because this was a, different level of competition that I hadn't played before a lot of the guys had been on the pj tour or played this tour for a long time so they knew the courses I felt like they were better than me and I was like okay I, I did the latin tour a lot of guys do that but a lot of guys you know don't really take it seriously they're down there to have fun and party and uh, okay um, kind of just like delaying getting a job almost right and right. made it through that and you know got through q school and just very eye open played really well. My first tournament, you know, made a couple mistakes in Panama Missed missed the cut by, I think two. So I'm like, shit, in Latin America, I would have made the cut by two or three, you know, and now I missed the cut here by, you know, two. So I'm going to have to, you know, get smarter, get sharper, you know, just be better all the way around. And I, I better figure it out fast. Yeah. Because the weird thing is, so like, if you finish in in the top 45, like I did, you're guaranteed, I think eight starts. If you play bad in those eight starts, then you reshuffle out of the mix, so then you basically kind of go back to you still have status on the tour, but you kind of go back to not getting in tournaments. So there's a lot of pressure Ew. on you those first eight tournaments. So Got it's it. it's it's a whole ball of wax to like trying. I I still don't understand how all the rankings work and like the reshuffles. So like it's like this big complex process that no one really understands. You just like I, call I lady. No tour. idea.
0: Yeah, because yeah. I was trying to I was trying to look it up, and I was like, this is so confusing
1: and it changed they change the rules every year all this stuff okay and the names of tours it's
0: all so it seems, this, yeah it's it thing. seems like it almost it, they make it really really hard to get on the tour and then i mean like so i know you're on you're on the web.com tour for 2016 and then 2017 and then you won your first tournament in 2017 right you actually won yeah. one of the tournaments uh, what was mm-hmm. that i wrote down lincoln land charity championship in a playoff yep. nonetheless yeah nice how was that can you walk us through that a little bit that's exciting Especially your first win, man. I mean, the four-man playoff, that's huge.
1: That was sick, yeah. I I played Sunday. We were in the final group. Uh, Super windy day. Um, Played with, gosh, Kyle Thompson, another guy. Uh, I I can't think of his name. He was uh, actually in the Air Force. Um, He turned professional and super, super nice guy, super great golfer. But anyway, um, looks like I'm going to have a good chance to win. I come down to the last hole, hit it in the fairway. I think I just need to make par to win. And I hit it in the fairway, so I've got, like, nine iron in. And I think, you know, a pretty good chance I'm going to win the golf tournament. I hit this worst shot I've hit all month. <laughs> and I've been playing all month, so it's pretty bad. You know, it goes in the grandstands left. Maybe it was an eight oh, iron. It kind of goes up against, like, some netting. and I take a drop. I chip it to eight feet. And I'm like, I see the leaderboard, and I see there's three other guys at, I don't know, whatever it was, 15 and under. So I'm like, all right, well, if I miss this putt, you know, basically, there's a one in four chance I'm going to win because we're all pretty much equal. It's one playoff hole. It, it, it's just flipping quarters at that point. Okay. So, I'm like, probably should make this putt because you kind of had the golf tournament one. Probably should just make this putt. And I, yeah. Sure enough, I miss it. So, I'm just in the scoring tent. I'm just like, wow, you just had a really good opportunity to change your life and get on the PJ Tour. And you just blew it. Way to go. Hope you're, hope you're proud of yourself. <laughs> good job. And then, sure enough, I, first playoff hole, I had a putt from, like, passed the pin in the back of the green and just barely burned the edge and then we all made par and then i basically had the same putt again on the second playoff hole and everybody missed and i made it
0: damn dude so that was redeemed yourself redemption what was that like what was that like when you won that's gotta be wild just knowing you and you know how much golf you've played that's gotta be a crazy moment.
1: i just i couldn't believe it just hugged my caddy hugged my girlfriend my wife at the time my family was actually all in attendance um, uh, oh, they cool. they came in on Saturday. That was near the lead, or maybe they were planning to come if I made the cut anyway. And I, I just happened to play well. Um, yeah, caddy took the the, the top off the pen and took the flagstick, which is the caddy traditions so of you win the caddy gets the pen
0: Oh, okay, and didn't know. Did that. the
1: whole trophy ceremony? Trophy ceremony, and you know, they gave me this note card to you know, all right, say these four sentences, and I'm just like. Had I don't know four or five beers already at this point. I'm just trying to remember this, <laughs> and then <laughs> that was probably the hardest part. <laughs> just trying to remember. I still remember have to the say note card, actually. So, oh, like, that's yeah, cool. You, all this stuff, the tournament directors and everything. But it was they do a really good job with it. They
0: tournament. like make you say something when you. They wait. don't.
1: They just like there's like all right, you know these people were you know donated a lot of money. They spent a Got lot it. of time. All the volunteers, the tournament director. You know if you could really thank them. And I'm just like, oh boy, like, set my go. Bud Light down, and I'm just like, okay, like just get it together and say these, you know. Four or five sentences, you know, make yourself sound like a decent human. You went to Purdue, yeah. I mean, hold up the name. Come
0: on now, yeah, right. That's too cool, man. And then from there, did so did that, winning that, did that unlock the PGA Tour for you, or is there more after that?
1: Base, basically, so they take the top 25 um, in earnings from that season, from the, they okay. play like, 20, I don't know, six or seven or eight events. So the top 25 from the season get to go to the PGA. So that basically um, put me at, like, Maybe one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in earnings. Okay. So for that season, so basically it's usually around one hundred and forty to one hundred and forty-two somewhere in there, forty-five. So basically, and there were still eight events left. So I, I wasn't locked in a sense, like statistically, yeah. but more than likely, like ninety percent chance I was going to make it. And the next week, I finished like fifth. So that was when I actually statistically locked up my card. Uh, was the so next cool. weekend in Nashville.
0: Okay, and then when you, when, okay, they, they say a card, You're play, you get a player's card. Do you have, like, a physical card you get? Yes,
1: being? I do. Oh, here I will Yeah, you go. here, I'll, I'll show it to you. It's nothing, it's literally like a credit card.
0: But, I mean, it's. And mine's it's,
1: so scratched up, you can't even tell it to me, which is actually, I guess anybody could really use it. Yeah, it's oh, just that
0: is so cool. There it is, man. Member. Love member, it.
1: Member, in, and inside ropes, I have all these letters, like. CLPM DH and all they all mean something like parking. You know, you can go in the clubhouse, practice areas, all this, all this stuff. Because oh, yeah, just mean, when the when security's there checking, they just look for like, all right, you have to have like a P and an H to get in this area or something. Sure, and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. So,
0: oh, that's too cool, yeah, man. Yeah, I guess I've I've been to a couple. I've been to uh, what did I go to? Uh, PGA Championship when it was in Valhalla a couple years ago. I was okay. at that one. I hear you really? talk about
1: that back. Yeah. That was, that's the only one I've only PG I've been to. I've only been to like, not before I played, I think I'd only been to two PJ tour events ever. Oh, that was funny. my second one.
0: Oh, that's, fun. that's funny. Rained, we're both there too. Did
1: you, go yeah. on, did you go on? when
0: did you go? Sunday? Uh, I think we were on Sunday.
1: It rained so much. Yeah.
0: It rained a ton. I went there with, uh, I don't remember Peyton who was my roommate and played golf too. We we went and watched it. That's funny. I didn't know you were there. It'd been funny to meet up. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Dude, that's so cool. I was going to say, you definitely can see when you're there, like how much is going on behind the scenes of what you see on TV, too, because there's just so much.
1: Were we still in college then? Or when was that?
0: That was right after college, I think.
1: I was still in college, I think. Maybe it was that You probably graduated on time like a good student
0: yeah luckily very close it was i was i remember the last semester at purdue i had to take i had to take like 18 credit hours just to like get out on time so i did i by the skin of my teeth <laughs> what was that math class we took that was insanely po- impossible for us? uh wasn't it like calculus two I there was, was calc two. there was a calc two I'm class sure that i had to called. take twice for sure
1: i got lucky and only had to take it once but i remember on the like one of the last tests before the final, and maybe it was the final, like maybe the, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was a, a retake test, but I remember there was 10 questions and I knew like two of them and I guessed in the last four and there was like four or five choices. And I'm like, if I don't, if I don't guess half of these, right, I think I'm going to have to drop the class and then try again next semester because I, I just, this. my grade's just not good enough. Yeah. And I guess like three of them, right. And I'm just like, Oh my God, you are so lucky. And that's how I passed the class.
0: I, I remember this actually. I do remember that. Cause I think I had to retake it and you, didn't have to, because I, just, I just
1: because I guessed I guessed correctly. I had no idea.
0: If that teacher shows you anything though about college, it's like, oh, fuck. I mean, you could just guess and you guess. You make it out. You, you, and that's life, I guess. You know, shit. Oh, yeah, so the, I, the, the I, we had, we took we took some tough classes together. I forgot we had a few that we were struggling through. that were not 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 nice to us. By any stretch, it was in that it was in that building
1: that was by uh, the engineering building. So it was on yes. the corner there. It was down in the basement yeah what building, what building that's called
0: that was that was calc two for sure i remember because i remember just walking out of that frustrated for what a whole semester straight every time i went in there walk out more confused than when i walked in yeah <laughs> and i was confused Never walking in exactly <laughs> so funny so then you let's get to get back to this so the, yeah then you won that and then you get on the pga tour man so then 2018 on you've been on. what's that been like like i think because i was like trying to put some questions together because you know it's funny trying to put questions together for you i was like It's got to be so crazy. Like, I don't know, like when you, when you are going to be on the PGA tour, what was that moment? Like, it's got to be like a lifetime of golf just coming into one moment.
1: Exactly. was. And it's, it's hard to explain. And I don't think I give myself, I'm pretty hard on myself a lot of times, especially out here. Like, you know, I'll finish 30th and, you know, how'd you play last week? I'm like, Oh, I play, you know, bad, you know, it's because it's easy to beat yourself up out here when you're playing against players that are so good, but it's,
0: you used to do that in school, it's, too, though. You would say to, like, oh, I'm yeah. really shitty on this test, and you'd get, like, a B-plus or, or something. And I was like, okay, Adam. That is, right? uh, yeah, maybe I mean, in CS-235, <laughs> and they hand out A's like, like okay, okay. candy. <laughs> and I didn't
1: even get an A in CS-235. I got an A-minus. Oh, see,
0: probably this one what I'm question. talking about. I probably got, like, a B or C no, or something. No, you got an
1: A because you're smart. I but know. the I, I don't think I'll really realize, you know, what I've been doing the last three or four because I'm going to play um, full season on, on tour next year as well just, you know, kind of what I did until after I'm probably done playing on the PG tour, you know, hopefully that's lots of years down the road, but it is, it is so cool. All the fans, um, you just meet so many people out here in pro-ams, you know, you play with a lot of CEOs, a lot of very high ranking people that, you know, that a lot of them love golf and love playing golf. So they like talking about, you know, the golf with you and, you know, (laughs) you can you talk about a lot of stuff with them and um, a lot of the players out here, you know, everybody's super nice. Everybody, you know, is not I get the question a like, lot, you know, who's, you know, who are the dickheads on to or who are, yeah. you know, who would you really not <laughs> like to play with? And, you know, maybe there's a, a couple guys here and there, but like most of the time, I mean, 99% of everybody is is super nice. And, you know, just like us, cause it's, it's such a, a long, humbling road to get to the PJ tour. So it's not like you're just a stud out of college and, you know, so there are those and those guys are really nice too. But like, you know, LeBron James straight to the NBA most of the time, right? you know, me not being that talented or that good I you know had to come up the ranks like a like an Etwan Moore you know something everybody wants to be the
0: the stud that.
1: you know and go straight and start making millions but yeah. you know I guess I had to kind of do it the Boilermaker way and just grind it out in
0: Latin America love it, for a man. while it's that hard work it's that hard work that pays off man no that makes I sense guess. that's cool I mean because I, it was funny like I a couple of days ago I was putting this timeline together I'm like shit he really yeah you've had to like really go through the ranks here to get to the PGA Tour it wasn't like a an easy thing. And then I thought it was crazy. I mean, it's cool. We haven't talked about him, but Tyler Duncan, who also went to Purdue, um, I actually played against him in high school too. And then, you know, you guys were buddies and he's on tour now too. I'm like, that's pretty cool mm-hmm. to have two Boilermakers that are that close in age, both be on tour. I'm sure that hasn't happened probably very often. I would think, I don't know the history of Purdue golf, but.
1: I don't, I don't know how many people from Purdue have played on the PG tour. Um, I don't think it's a ton. I think I lost you for a second. There oh, you go. Back. There we go. Um, but yeah, Tyler. Tyler won yeah. last year too. I guess. I maybe mean, yeah. This year, but last calendar year.
0: I so saw that. He's just
1: right across the hall. I'm in 115. He's in 112. So we're we're at home two suites. So you know I don't that. know if he's done practicing or not yet. But <laughs> he's just right across the hall. We'll probably go over and maybe play some cards tonight or have a couple couple Bud Lights or whatever.
0: Is that you do? he's got
1: left in his fridge. Is that your, a lot, is that a lot your pre- of times
0: pre round beverage Bud Light?
1: Not pre round, but maybe it should be.
0: Yeah. I'd play better this week. <laughs>
1: But uh, the with no, the so wives cool, and this COVID thing, the the wives can't walk the course, so, so they haven't been um, as much. So oh, that's a
0: bummer. Um, oh, because normally yeah, so where they come with you to the to the yeah, tournaments. Yeah, yeah. That so it's
1: a little more lonely um, without them. But we're we're making do. We, we tell them we're not having any fun.
0: Yeah, no fun at all here. <laughs> no,
1: nope, be way more fun with you, babe.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're only playing. Which golf, is true. A, yeah, uh, I'm we sure. get by. Yeah, right, right, right. No, that's wild, man. And then so you're, yeah. I mean, how's it been? Have you uh? Have you played with any, I'm sure you have because you're always in new groupings. Have you played with anyone crazy that you looked looked up to as a kid that you're now playing next to as a competitor?
1: Yeah, I've played with uh um, web the most notable that I've played with is probably web web Simpson.
0: Oh. So I think yeah. he's like
1: I don't know, third or fourth or fifth or sixth in the world. So he's become a good friend and um you know, he's just a really nice guy that's just really damn good at golf. So he plays good. Seems like every time he tees it up. So um trying to think who I haven't played with a bunch of big names but like um it was a funny story I was because I forget you know Tigers playing this week which is pretty cool. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't think I've played, you know, maybe a handful of tournaments with when Tigers in the field and I've I've missed being grouped with been paired with him twice by like one or two groups off. So I think I've teed off that's crazy. And then he teed off the next group and then one time, you know, in Florida I he teed off and then I teed off after him. So I was really close to playing with him. But it hasn't that's happened wild. yet. But I stand on the putting green this week and I I see you know his monster bag and it's the tiger with him. I'm like, Oh, I forgot a tiger was even playing. I'm like, where is he? And I look like eight feet or not, eight, like twenty feet to my right and he's there on the putting green. And I felt like at all times there's like
0: just I mean, what is five, that? Or I have to players, stop you. I have to stop you there. Like him. I just stopped I mean, and watched
1: him for like three minutes.
0: I mean I have to stop you because that's like Okay. I, I mean, I golfed growing up. I'm not as nearly even in the, even remotely as good as you were the few times we played together. But if I was sitting on a practice screen, I mean, you're you're on the tour, so you already have that going for you. But like, to look over at Tiger Woods and stand there putting like that has to be like, holy shit, what am I doing? This is nuts. Absolutely.
1: I just stopped. I just stop and watch him. Like, I don't even care if he like looks at me. I'm just like, you know, go ahead. I just want to watch yeah. you. Like, how I many people can say that watch Tiger Woods putt, you
0: know? <laughs> From 10 yeah, you know. 20 feet away. And
1: who knows how much longer he's going to, you know, even play. And, like, you know, sure. when I have kids one day, it's like, you know, I hear, hey, I played, you know, not nearly as good, but I did play with him a couple times.
0: So. You never know. Or not yeah. with
1: him, but, like, in the same tournament. In the so. same
0: tournament. That I play, you mean you were a competitor, right? You could have beat him. Yeah, or you I know. competed against him. Yeah, that's competed right. to him? him?
1: I've talked to him a couple times and um, met him once or twice and i registered next to him in uh two years ago in san diego for the farmer's insurance open and
0: that's the
1: registration table for maybe three or four minutes together so that was pretty cool i stayed in there until he left i'm like i'm not leaving this table i'm gonna have small talk with everyone
0: (laughs) until he leaves and then i'll
1: leave i'm not leaving early
0: yeah i don't blame you at all man was that was that pretty cool was he a nice guy yeah
1: super nice super nice super looks looks a lot younger with his hat on when he takes his hat off he looks older um Yeah, he's uh super fit, super in shape. His uh something funny. If you ever see him in shorts, his legs are really, really
0: skinny. I've I've seen this. Really skinny, yeah. Does he just not lift legs? He skips leg day, or what's? I think. No, I think he used to run a lot, and I think he maybe still does. But
1: like he would run like an insane amount. I think he just has smaller legs. I'm sure they're really strong, but like the rest of him is. I mean, he's he's a really in shape, fit guy. Yeah. Um, But I think he, I I don't know if it was a couple years ago or whenever, but I think he lost some weight. I mean, he's not a very, he's pretty tall. He's not a very big, like, like Bryson is huge. Like he is massive, but like Tiger's a little smaller than I think a lot of people would think.
0: Okay. Oh, that's interesting. He, um, he used, before he broke his knee, I mean, he was like a big, I feel like he he at least on TV, he looked like this. And I never saw
1: him. I never saw him then. So I've only seen him the last two years here and there, like not very often sure sure
0: that's so cool man that's got it never be so gets wild. old though he's i mean i mean it's gotta be crazy like I mean, cool. especially for you i mean just you know getting a chance to play with all these guys i mean i saw tomorrow yeah. you're playing with graham mcdowell and lucas glover i was like i gotta look and yeah. see who you're paired with i'm like shit those are people i've paid attention to since i was a kid yeah. that's crazy man it's, that's so cool it's fun. that's so lucas cool.
1: is so nice and graham is really really nice so he so our townhouse in florida is right by a place called nona blue and um he used to he i don't know if he still is i don't think he is anymore but he started a restaurant in uh um in Lake Nona um which is in Orlando it's a really exclusive golf course called Nona Blue a restaurant and then they opened a Nona Blue in Jacksonville and he's he was half owner of that so oh, okay i played with Graham once before and we talked about that forever um he's a super nice guy and and Lucas is one of the nicest guys on tour as well
0: yeah oh that's cool man no that's awesome is it what's that what's that part like yeah i bet i bet man what's that like uh what's it like like during a tournament like i remember you know this is hilarious to compare this like when i played in high school i mean i feel like people we would talk shit and kind of just like shoot the shit and it was you know it's high school golf so it's not anything crazy what's it like on tour is it pretty laid back or some guys and yourself like are you just focused you don't talk a lot i'm sure it's probably a mixed bag
1: in the practice round, it's pretty laid back, and there's a lot of trash talk, and always some gambling or something's always going on, and you know you're shitting your buddy about this and that, and it it could be pretty cool if you could talk that way during the tournament, but I mean yeah. if nobody does. You're pretty just focused on yourself, and you know you'll play with some friends or some guys that like to talk a lot, and I, I'm not a guy that that doesn't talk a lot, but um, it just depends on who you're playing with, whether you know how much you talk or how much you just kind of keep yourself, but you know most most of the time it's just you know, pretty much once, once you get somewhat near your ball, you're starting to pay attention to the wind, the pin, you know, where you're trying to hit it and everything.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's your job. So I, I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of, it's very serious. It seems serious on TV, but I, you always see some people joshing around and it seems like a fun, fun combo. Are you, Um, I was, one of the questions I wanted to ask just from like a career perspective. I mean, you obviously have a, a, a story of like working your ass off and, and making your way to the PGA tour you're still a very young person on the tour, obviously, but do you, do you have any suggestions for, you know, young golfers out there that might listen to this that, you know, that's their dream someday? What's your like advice for them?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell them, you know, not that uh, this helps them, but I I will say one of the main things is if I, if I, if I can do it, if I did it, you know, anyone can do it. I, I (laughs) promise you that. Especially with Craner, if I can graduate from Craner, trust me,
0: you can't Maybe that do it, more but, than anything, the Krannert piece. Oh, my
1: gosh. It wasn't that easy. And and just – it doesn't matter really where you start, especially in junior golf or amateur golf, college golf. If, you, if you're if you not the best, if you're near towards the bottom, if you just keep improving every year, if you have a desire to um, really enjoy practicing and enjoy getting better, then that will take you much further than if you are at a pretty elite level now, but you don't have the desire to get better and you don't really have the desire to, to – play golf and grind and practice and not that those guys you know can't play professional golf and play on the pj tour and win a whole bunch because there are a lot of elite talents that don't really love golf and they're just really good um just a lot of times they're just so talented they can doesn't matter what they do they're just going to beat a lot of people and play well and make a lot of money but just getting better every year getting better every day the same cliche stuff i mean if you can play golf for six or seven years and, and get better every year and you know have some instruction and a little bit of talent hopefully then you know you can play and take it however far you want to
0: got it yeah that makes sense and for Same with anything
1: basically in life
0: yeah no that makes sense that totally makes sense um do you do you foresee playing on the pga tour i'm sure the hope is to go like you said at the beginning go for hopefully as long as humanly possible is there like a it's funny, like, football, they say, like, two to three years is, like, the average. I know the NBA is longer, but, like, for golf, is there, like, a a normal time frame? It seems like, you know, some guys have been playing forever. And I'm sure there's some guys that come on and come off. And now that I know this whole process a little more, do you, do you know?
1: I'm not sure. It's very skewed, like you said, because there's so many older guys that are playing forever. So, I mean, yeah. like, just a lot of the older guys, you know, Brian Gay, Matt Kuchar, Tiger, you know, Graham McDowell, Lucas Glover, like it was the NBA or NFL, probably, you know, they wouldn't be playing. So in golf, they can still continue to whip everybody's young ass. Right. Yeah. So, right. <laughs> I mean, they play for how many years? I don't know. But there are some guys that come in and play for a year and never get back on or play for two years and don't get back on. So that that's actually a really interesting question. I think the average age of the tour is around 31 or 32,
0: 30. Oh, so it so is I'm a little on younger. the other side still. Yeah.
1: But... But there's some some of the guys like they're like twenty, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, twenty four. So they you know bring it down a little bit. But uh I don't know what the oldest guy is. It'd be a good. I'll have to find that out. I'll have to ask one of the. Yeah, someone I'm to Someone tomorrow, and they'll find out. Yeah, I'm through, curious. Report, just because it's,
0: it's like the only sport I can think of that's really like this, where it's like, I mean, I mean, I've I've thought about that recently as I'm putting this like athlete series together and talking to some people. It's like it's so it's probably the coolest. I mean, I love golf. Huge golf fan. Grew up loving golf, but. It is one of the things, like, I mean, you can play forever. It's, like, one of the few things, too, that, like, professionals and, like, amateurs, like, anyone can both do the same. You can both play the same thing. You know, I was yeah. talking about CrossFit earlier. It's, like, there's people competing in CrossFit, but, like, you and I can do any of the same workouts if we want. Same thing with golf. I think it's just, it's cool in that regard because everyone can go out and – you can watch golf on Sunday and then go out Sunday night and go play nine holes. Um, I just think – I thought that that's always been a cool thing. Um, do you? Um, do you what's your like i guess like what's your goal this and i know that you're like in the playoffs now so it's really coming down to the line um but as you head into like your next full season are you is your kind of the goal for you right now just to kind of get out there and hopefully win a tournament or shoot as low as you can or do you have like tangible things you're kind of going after these days
1: so definitely both um so for this week i probably need to finish inside the top 15 or top 10 to advance to next week but some goals for next year I would say I, I wanna i wanna get off to a hot start, and I would love to lock up my card in the fall, so I would say that Got is it. a um where i mean whatever kind of goal you want to call it, but it's just and how would that you
0: would do, be would that be with like winning a tournament or how does how would that work in the I fall I would have
1: to get like basically four hundred fedex cup points okay, so however many top twenty or top ten finishes that is that would be, and if you win, you get a two year exemption on tour and 500 points. So that would, that, oh. that's always, you know I would love to be a, a PJ tour winner. That's something that they can't, you know, it's like a, it's like a club. It's a fraternity yeah. of, you know, guys. It's not a super, you know, big group. Cause I mean, I don't know how many people, uh, the average, how many people play on tour versus the, the amount of percentage of the people that actually went on tour sure. um, can't be super you know, great. Um, but that would be a great list to add your name to. And, and I had a chance a couple, three, four, three weeks ago, in Reno, and you know, didn't get the job done. But I, I can't wait to get back and um, in the in the mix of things, and just you know, feel the all the feels and the rushes, and the, you know how your body changes and how your swing changes. It's, it's a little different. But um, back to your question, definitely, I, I want to lock up my card, and that'll allow me to play pretty free the rest of the year, a little more free, knowing that you have a job for the next year. Um, right. But just a, a bigger goal of mine would be just consistency, just being consistent. You know. Performance and in, in, in all areas, of the game week in and week out. And if you're not um, feeling well, or if you're you, you kind of burn out a little bit, then you know take a week off. Don't just go play a tournament to go play. If you're going to play, go you know play and compete and prepare oh. properly.
0: Um, is that something that's common is it. is like taking weeks off if you're just not feeling it, or you know? Yeah, I it's mean sick. just
1: the the stress and it being gone from your family a lot of times, being off from your home for you know if you're gone for three weeks, you're gone for three straight weeks. You know, uh, you go to a golf tournament, you're gone for an entire week. Right. Um, so, you are gone 3 weeks, you know, it kind of adds up, especially if you, you know, if you're not traveling with your wife or you got kids and they're not traveling, they're back in school. So, sure. Um, yeah. It's just it's just a lot of like you know, play a tournament. It's just a lot of it's a lot of work. Right. Um so I've played more than most people and and you know, why not? I'm feeling good. I'm young, so um I don't have any kids that I'm missing out of my wife's usually traveling with me. Um but as as next year hopefully when I play Super well in the fall, this fall Um, You know, if I played three or four weeks in a row or two weeks in a row and I've competed and, you know, had a chance to win, then, you know, it's just a little burnout. Then, you know, take a week off and recharge your batteries and, you know, take four or five days off and then start up again on the weekend and then go to the next tournament instead of just playing the next tournament to just to play
0: and not putting in maximum effort. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. Love that, man. I think that's fantastic. And then how – the other question I wanted to ask you is, how does um, majors work? Do, is there like a, something you have to either – I know like a win gets you in, um, but is there – or it's like there's got to be, I'm sure. There's so some other a win
1: a win gets you in. Um, there's different qualifications for each one. Um, oh, okay. like the, a, the only thing that gets you in the U.S. Open is being top 50 in the world or playing in the U.S. Open and finishing top 10 in that U.S. Open. That gets you into the next U.S. Open. Oh, okay. So basically most people that play the US Open have to qualify. Um and then winning gets you into the majors, all the majors I believe. Um and being high enough in the world rankings or being high enough in the FedEx Cup standings. Those are basically the three or four ways that they get you into the majors. And I I have never I have not played a major yet. So that's that's another, you know, goal of mine next year is to play, you know, play play the majors, play one major. You know, yeah, start somewhere. Right.
0: Hell yeah, man. That's exciting. How do you, and how does the, I know the FedEx cup points make sense. How does like world ranking, how does that, how is that calculated? Or do you know like how that works? You get
1: points based on how you finish. And then there's a divisor, like you play 15 tournaments and you have this many points. So they, you know, you've got 200 points divided by your 15 tournaments. You get a per point based average per tournament. And that's how Mm. it's basically qualified. And there's like a, I don't know, 15 tournament minimum.
0: Okay. Got it. Got it. No, that's wild, man. That's so cool. Um, that's so cool, man. Uh, I was trying to think of the next thing I want to ask you. We've talked about some really cool stuff today. Um, I think I want to ask you two quick, I know you gotta get going soon. Two quick, uh, finance kind of questions were, you know, trying to spin this a little bit around like making it into a career. What has it been like for you? Uh, as far as, you know, um, winning turn, not winning, but like making money on the tour, the tour uh, by playing in tournaments versus I know there's a whole like, you know, sponsors endorsement side of things. Has that been a whole nether part of becoming a pro golfer that's new for you? And I'm sure that's a big part of the puzzle of, of making this into a career.
1: Definitely. And it's, it's pretty simple. It's, you know, you, you get on the web and there's basic contracts for like, your club deals or Titleist, which is uh, they do, it's a, it's a company of titles called a Kushnet. They do ball shoe gloves. So you get paid. There's a lot of base amounts. Unless you're like a big superstar coming okay. out of college, you just, you know, you get paid this. And then if you go on the PJ tour, you, you get, you know, your club deal and your ball deal, ball shoe glove. Um, and then whatever sponsors that you may meet um, you, a lot of times, like I said, you play in pro-ams or you have, um, a different family in a company that they want to, you know, have their logo on your chest and they like seeing that when they get on TV and um, giving the company exposure. But a lot of times it's just guys that you know, like golf, like being around golf, playing the programs and they want to see um, they've got extra money to spend on advertising and they right. just want to see their logo on TV and they want to be around, you know, the PG tour guys. So a lot of times that's what'll end up happening. And then we have a, a Tyler and I have the same agent, Mike Chisholm out of Dallas, Texas. And nice. he kind of handles all that stuff. Because um, that's a whole other ball of wax, like competing for the money and the deals, and you know which players get this, you know the sponsorships, and 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 that's just a whole nother connection base. And he um, definitely helps with that. But but that's a whole that's a whole other side of the business. And they you know take a certain percentage of your contracts, which is well deserved because without them, I mean you, I wouldn't know what anything's worth. Um,
0: sure. Or any oh, of that yeah. stuff.
1: that's very. Um, a lot goes into that. That I think a lot of players. You know we take for granted a lot of times i'm sure because they do work really hard and then from there if you play well and you get inside the top 100 in the world rankings or you really meet somebody and you have a lot of success and they want to you know like a for example like a an ace hardware or a, you know, walmart doesn't sponsor anybody but like a big a bigger company like that like an aig like a you know yeah. trans america they will you know do a big corporate deal with somebody or like sponsor your golf bag um, and they'll, you'll have a trans america golf bag like Zach Johnson did. So yeah. play well, get some notoriety, have some accolades to your name and that's when you can start getting the bigger deals um, and definitely opportunities for, for advancement financially, just meeting different people. And I have not done that yet, but you know, it's, it's well-deserved when you do do it. Um, yeah. So it's not, everybody does it. It's very hard to do, but you know, once you get to that, a little more, the little more elite level on the tour and have success, then you're definitely definitely get compensated for it and that's when a lot of guys start making a lot more money off the course than they do on the course
0: right right okay no that makes sense i'm sure man i'm sure you're on your way to uh to finding that next but that's that's exciting i'm sure you know just from like the research i've done yeah it definitely seems like some of the guys on the tour yeah to your point probably make more money off the course than they do on the course which is kind of crazy then i'm sure at that point just like golf as a career is a wild it's just a wild world to be in right because you could you know depending on if you're showing up for a tournament or not, you know, it's a totally different, you know, I don't know, totally different way of making money. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's cool to be able to leverage that too. Like your hobby, your passion turns into a career, right? Um, you play good. And
1: you make a lot of money. If you don't play good, you get beat by everybody. And it it can be tough at times, but I mean, you know, a lot of self-belief, a lot of believing in what you're doing, doing things yeah. the right way usually comes around and works out for you. But you know, there's no no guarantees no no contracts out here that you're gonna you know get paid you know three million dollars for your play this year or something like yeah, that so that's right. what makes golf a little a little different
0: for sure no that makes sense that makes sense it's kind of a you know they they uh, let the the cream rise to the top and and those I'm sure those people get the big compensation that makes sense um, thanks man I, the last couple of questions I had I know you got to get going got a big workout coming up so I want to be cognizant oh, yeah. of that is um, what does, for you, what is like your pre-round routine look like these days?
1: So I'll usually start a couple hours before, hour 40 minutes before, um, do some light cardio, just get the blood flowing. I'll do some stretching, um, just do some exercises that will get my glutes turned on, get everything firing, um, get my back warmed up, get the shoulders warmed up, get my hips warmed up, um, and that usually takes maybe fifteen to twenty minutes, and sometimes if I have a seven a.m. tea time, I spend five minutes. I don't really do it, you know, a okay. lot because I just I'm not going to get up at four thirty. I, I should get up at four thirty in the morning and do the same thing every time. I'm a little bit lazy sometimes, um, <laughs> and I don't. I'll get up at you know seven a.m. tea time. I'll get up at you know five thirty, five fifteen, and I'll you know I'll still do something, but it'll be light. Okay. And then go to the golf course, grab a little breakfast, and then I will putt for usually fifteen minutes. And when I start putting, I usually have about an hour to 50 minutes before I tee off. I'll putt for 15, and then I'll go chip and hit some bunker shots um, for maybe another 10 or 15. And then I go and hit balls for 15 minutes or so, maybe 20 minutes. Okay, And and I'll go back to the putting green and hit a few putts. And then I usually have to run to the tee because I'm usually a little bit late.
0: For some reason, that does not surprise me, Adam. (laughs) I feel like you've always (laughs) been—it's always been you, man. (laughs) I know where the
1: edge is at, and sometimes I get a little too close. Haven't fallen off yet, but (laughs) I peek (laughs) over the edge from time to time.
0: That is so funny. You, uh, yeah. How does that work? Like the day of? I mean, are they? Are they like? Is there someone there? Like, is it your caddy, or do you have anyone else there? That's kind of like, hey, Adam, you need to be here this time at this. Just my,
1: just my caddy. I'm like, hey, all right, you know, we tee off at eight thirty. Let's meet at seven fifteen. Okay. He's like, all right, sure.
0: Got it. And then your caddy. How did you find your caddy? That's another question I didn't ask you. How does that all work?
1: So there's a couple guys on tour that, a couple of caddies on tour that know. Basically, they've been out here forever. They know all the caddies that have jobs or looking for jobs. Caddies that are, caddies that have a job but are kind of looking for a new job. So Paul Tesori, who caddies for Webb Simpson, um, helped me find Mark. Oh, okay. And I, I've had a, I've only had maybe three or four caddies in my entire career i've had brad swearingen who came out and, and helped me out for a couple of years and um we stopped working together and mark started working for me um we're working together for a couple of years now um but yeah i've, I've been lucky to have a lot of great caddies brad was super helpful getting my career started and he's out here now with another guy robbie Shelton from alabama who's a stud and they're doing well so I'm happy to see brad do well and, and mark and i are rocking and rolling as well so he's a really big part of um of the team and, and very helpful he's been out here i think 17 18 years oh so wow. he's uh he's he's super he's awesome you know like a best friend um, yeah we do everything together it's been shit i don't know 35 40 hours a week together
0: oh do you really more. oh yeah because is he with you all the time during like practice yeah. rounds and everything oh wow that's pretty cool man yeah they, they kind of like, have to be your best friend they got to know your whole game right they got to know the oh, way yeah. you hit every shot yeah yeah he's good too yeah that's awesome, man. That's really cool. Um, we'll get together
1: and play sometime soon. We can.
0: Yeah, well, we need to. I uh, I will warn you, you're going to kick my ass because I for sure have not been playing the amount of golf you've been playing. So
1: <laughs> it's all, it's all relative. There's a lot of things you'll kick my ass at. we'll do a workout in your garage show me there what's we go. up. Come up I'll, here. Be we'll... I'll be better for it.
0: There we go. I love it. I love it. We have a, I have a buddy who uh, is a member at Medina. So maybe we can come up here and do a little workout and try to get on Medina or something.
1: I know a couple of uh, my friends are members of Medina, so we can I, we can make that happen. I can't fun. make it happen, but I can call somebody that can maybe make it
0: happen. And that's what we need. We need you to call somebody. You I just got to know
1: somebody. You just got to know
0: somebody. That's what it comes down to. Don't know
1: me, know somebody else. But
0: that's right. That's we'll, right.
1: We'll go play Medina
0: for sure. It'll be, It'll be fun, man. I'm totally down. I'm totally down. Um, last question I ask everybody on here: <clears throat> Do you have any? At this point in your life, do you have any favorite books or favorite you know, podcasts, anything knowledge, mindset-wise that you would like to share with everybody listening?
1: I haven't listened to any podcast. Actually, okay. I've really never listened to any podcast. I should start because I'm, like, I'm super into like series and following something, and if I like it, I get hooked. Like Netflix, I've watched everything. Okay. But a couple of books I like, um, I just started listening to one with Mark. Um, it's, it's David Goggins' book, Can't Hurt Me. I haven't listened oh my to it gosh. yet. But
0: I'm a huge David Goggins fan. I'm I'm shocked I haven't listened to it yet. But he narrates so it, right? Good. Yeah. He he
1: doesn't narrate There's a guy that narrates it, but he comes oh. in and explains things. Oh, okay. Like every 5 or 10 minutes and it's it's unbelievable. Um Yeah, I've That's got a, a, a lot of I've got several, you know, um mental performance books, you know. Um oh, gosh, there's a uh, I, I, I can't, I, I'm so bad on the spot. And this is why, no, this it's is why class is so hard for me and tests <laughs> are so hard for me. Well, I I was, it's a funny question
0: class. to ask you for you and me to talk about is our favorite books. Cause I figured, I figured you'd be like, yeah, I don't, I haven't touched a book since. Uh,
1: but there are just a go. lot of the pop. If you Google a lot of, you know, self-help but mental um, you know, books, there's, I, I've read probably three or four of them. And I've, st- I've tried to start reading a book every month, which doesn't sound like a lot, but for me it's, it's That's kind I'm of a to goal. Do. No, I haven't done it yet. I mean, I'm <laughs> trying to start.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's all. You know, started, trying like, to start books. The key. I haven't
1: finished them yet, but like, inner excellence is another good one.
0: Inner excellence. Okay, love it. I'll, Jim I'll find Jim it.
1: Murphy. Jim Murphy, a guy I work with a little bit on um my mental side. So, oh, inner cool. excellence. I finally remembered it.
0: All right, nice job. There you go. Well, I'll find it. Uh-huh. And I can add it to the show notes. Good, be, good for me. I, nice I got I got,
1: a, I got a D, and I get to go on to Calc two now.
0: Love it. Nice done, job. I'm Adam. done with Calc two. As long as you long as you pass, that's all that really matters at the end of the day. Um. Yeah, man. And the only last thing I like to ask people, I don't know if you do a lot of this. Do you, um, do you use any tools or or what do you use to like track goals, like daily things for you with golf? Is there anything that you like you go to is like your like apps, notebooks, that type of stuff for, you know, goal planning and mapping out what you're trying to accomplish.
1: I don't necessarily what I use is the the reminder thing on my phone and I make a a daily list of things I need to do. And that helps me stay on track. And then from there, I kind of just, Honestly, like I believe in setting really small goals that I can focus on day to day. And I, I feel it out as I go. And like the night before, I'll make out a list of things I want to do the next day. And just, I think it's really important to be self-aware at all times because, you know, your plan changes. It changes in, in, my, in my golf game, in my profession, how I feel, what I'm doing well, you know, what I need to really improve upon, you know, what do I absolutely need to start and stop doing? And then I focus on that. And then I write down, you know, all right, well, did this help today or did this hurt? And then I'll get a whole other set of you know, feedback after I spend five or six hours practicing. And then I, you know, reprogram it, you know, figure out basically what I'm doing well. How do I keep doing it well? What am I doing poorly and how do I start doing it better? And then make a game plan for the next day and go go on that. And then it, when I do that, when I combine lots of good days of note-taking and reflection in a row, that's when I will start to see improvement. Maybe not immediately, but a month or two or three down the road. And that's, you know, kind of what prepares me to play good golf when my time comes.
0: I love that. No, that's fantastic. I definitely can resonate with that. What do you do you use like the notes app and the reminders app to do some of that? And nice. a
1: notebook. I like writing it out. I think that's really helpful.
0: Okay. And Got I'd
1: it. use the dictation on my phone and then I go back and read it and I'm like, what I say? This is terrible. <laughs> I didn't say that. Like, grilled <laughs> cheese, what?
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. It's really bad until you uh, – yeah, I like writing things out too. I'm a big fan of that. No, I love that. Well, cool, man. This has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate you taking the time, Adam. It was great catching up with you and uh, talking to you about your blossoming career on the tour, man. I'm pumped for you, rooting you on, and uh, excited for you tomorrow at the TPC Boston big tournament tomorrow. Thank taking you. Taking it off. What, one o'clock in the – got plenty of time. You can sleep in tomorrow. Absolutely. Well, you're, like, you're like 140 tea time, I saw. Mm-hmm. yeah i gonna have a
1: nice early dinner come back play some cards have a few beers like i said wind down it's gonna be it's gonna be a good night it's much better than having us i was really hoping i was gonna have a late tea time and then okay. be early on friday so
0: there you go I got a, my do you have like the same tea time thursday friday and then they change it all when the cuts are made yeah yeah well there you, you go.
1: go you're either late you're either late one day and early the next day it just depends on you know
0: which day you get oh it. you like switch on friday yeah,
1: you'll be you're either gonna be early, and you know you're either gonna be early one of the days and late the next day. So it's just
0: just Got depends it. on
1: kind of which one you get first.
0: Got but it. Okay. Thanks That's for awesome. having me on.
1: We'll, uh yeah, we'll uh, catch up even more when I come up to Chicago. My wife and I have been wanting to visit Chicago for a couple of years now, or a year, because she used to live up there. Like I said, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll look you up and go. Yeah, day. I was gonna
0: say. Let me know. We'll definitely plan something. Some guess Come to the house. We can play some golf. We can do a bunch of stuff. Awesome. We'd love to have you guys. Okay. Well, cool, man. Well, good I'm luck with meet, everything, buddy. I'm excited it, to meet your wife and Pete. Yeah, same. We maybe you can bring the dog. We can have a we can have a dog hangout I'll between be Pete and awesome. Bunker. Pete, don't mind dog hair. No, not at all. Bring it on, man. Bring it on. Cool, buddy. Well, um, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a blast and I appreciate it, man. And good luck tomorrow. You're gonna kill all it, right. I know it.
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate it. You take care.
0: Cool, buddy. It. Sounds See good. You. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. See ya. you guys enjoyed that episode with Adam Shank, PGA Tour golfer and good buddy of mine. As always, I have a few reminders post-show that I wanted to tell all of you about. If you want to follow Adam, I did include his Instagram handle in the show notes. Um, give him a follow and root him on. Um, as I'm posting this, it's uh, post it's actually after he finished the golf tournament we were talking about, so unfortunately he is not in the final round of the Tour Championship this coming week. But he had a great run, and he will be back next season. So please give Adam a follow. And as always, we have a few more notes. Uh, If you're interested in Robinhood and investing in general, I would suggest clicking the link in the show notes for Robinhood. Uh, You can get a free stock by signing up, and it's the best way to get involved with investing. No commissions. Um, You can start with as low as a dollar or even lower, I think. And um, yeah, get started on your investing journey today. And secondly, the COVID stock market rebound tracker is the last link in the show notes. And this is just where I, it's basically a brain dump and a continual working file where I am keeping track of the companies that I'm investing in. And if you're someone who's new, especially, uh, I just think this is a great spot for you to get in, start to look around and understand what companies I'm thinking about and why. You can see that all in this document and it's free. So definitely jump in ask me questions and um, be more than happy to answer anything, uh, any questions or comments that you may have. So thanks again for listening to episode 62 of Simply Finance with Shane White. Hope you guys enjoyed and we'll be back with another episode pretty soon. Thanks everybody.